0: All right, we are here in beautiful downtown Shingle Springs. I'm Alex Klepper, joined here by the one, the only, hide your children, hide your wives, hide your husbands, Joseph Glenn Kennedy. All right, so had some uh, technical difficulties there, but we are here and we are ready to talk. We are good. How are you doing today, Joe? Doing beautiful, like yourself. Good, good, good. Got your nice glasses there, and your nice little iPad, your oh, yeah. your fancy little gadgets. Yeah, I'll be able to read to give you my opinion. Yes. Well, it's an opinion, It's your opinion that we seek, Sir Master Joe. Oh, you will get it. Not, indeed. Indeed.
1: <laughs> Not saying you'll agree with it, but you'll yes, get it. Yes.
0: Yes. We may get into a heated heated debate. <laughs> Anyways, so what do you want to start with? You want to start with some NBA action? i yeah, will go with the NBA. All right. So, as everyone knows, um, NBA had a little. Uh, little hiccup there. David Stern and Billy Hunter, they like to uh prolong things a lot. But we finally have a season coming up here on Christmas Day. I'm very excited, even though I won't be able to watch most most of most of the games <laughs> on Christmas because I will be traveling. But I will uh depend on my good friend here Joe to to keep me updated. Keep you updated. But um anyways, so we have our our predictions here. Um, Joey's not quite as good as mine, but we let value his input, so we thought we'd uh, let Thank him you. go.
1: So, <laughs> what, what stands out to you for uh,
0: this season here, Joe?
1: Uh, I think the, the biggest thing is going to be the Thunder emerging as, oh. as a powerhouse. I, um, I totally agree. I, I think with Kevin Durant, especially, and Westbrook, I think they're, they're both emerging stars. And yes. I think... The the way I I gauge a good team is you have your your star player or your two star players and then you have key role players. Yeah. Like uh, back when the Pistons won their championship, they had Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton. They were the main scores, and they had Ben Wallace and Tayshaun Prince. Yeah, everyone plays a role. Exactly, and you got to have good role players that are good at their particular position to, to help you win. I don't know. I think with with Durant and Westbrook as their as their main two stars, and then you have Kendrick Perkins, uh, Tavo Sefolosha, and then Serge Ibaka, and then you can't forget James Harden. Yeah. He's he's gonna be gonna be a great shooting guard. In in a couple years, he'll be really good. Oh, yeah. But uh, he definitely stepped up in the postseason. Uh, the last season, he just he, he did great. So, I think the 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 Thunder are gonna be a team to beat in this coming. Yeah, season. Yeah,
0: I I totally agree with that. I think the one two punch of Durant and Westbrook. You kind of saw it. There was a little bit of conflict there last yeah. season in the playoffs, but you know I think Scotty Brooks will be able to do a good job of keeping everyone's head level and i mean this this is still if not the one of the youngest teams in the league oh, and yeah. that'll that'll help them immensely uh with this season with you know back to back to back and then yep. four day four games and five nights and um you know, seems like Westbrook can just run forever and jump out of the building.
1: Yeah. And
0: I, I think I agree totally with everything you said, James Harden. I think James Harden is a candidate for most improved player. Kind of depends on whether Scotty Brooks decides to put him in the starting lineup or whether he keeps Cabo Cephalosha in there. But indications are he might uh, end up going with James Harden there, but, uh, you, know, you got to trust the beard. Got to trust the beard that, a little bit.
1: That's an amazing beard. Just, it is. It's it's behind Deshaun Stevens, but yeah. I, I think it's it's pretty uh, nice.
0: Baron Davis.
1: Baron Davis too. That Baron is Davis, one, That's he a scruffy beard.
0: Is first team all beard.
1: <laughs> and um, I, w- I
0: want to see. So what other? I know you like Oklahoma City. Um, I have actually. I have so I have Oklahoma City first in the Western Conference. Yeah. I actually have Denver finishing second in the regular season. Really? Yeah. And here's why. They go, they can go 12 deep. They, this team True. is loaded. I mean, they don't, the one thing they don't have is superstar, but they have a lot of, you know, if you're rating out of, out of, yeah, if, if you're rating out a scale of five, you know, they have a lot of three and a half players. They yep. have a lot of four players. And I don't think anyone in the league has the type of depth that they do, even if they don't have Jr. Smith and Wilson Chandler, Kenyon Martin, because they're stuck away in a, Chinese prison called the Chinese Basketball Association, but uh, and I, I, I'm one of the biggest supporters of Wilson Chandler out there because I think he's going to be a very good player. But with that said, I don't see them getting out of the first round of the playoffs um, because once you get there, that's when the superstars come in. Yeah, and uh, so I have them second. So I had in them in the playoffs. I had them facing the Lakers. I have the Lakers down at seventh because. This Lakers team I'm is yeah, it's a lot. They're getting old. They're getting old. They traded away possibly their third best player, if not the fourth best player, Lamar Odom for nothing. Yeah. Trade exception.
1: That's one thing I I don't understand because Lamar Odom he he was their versatile guy. He was he could play the three guard. He could play the four guard. If you had a big man that that Bynum wasn't quick enough to take, you had Odom to sit there and and take one, and it I, I don't, it just doesn't make sense to me, and they got nothing for it, yeah, at all, yeah. And I so that that's one that's one pickup that, that the Mavs are definitely gonna gonna really be liking this this season because he's gonna fit in great with with their system and how they run, and the, the Lakers there. That's, yeah, you know,
0: that's a horrible move. Uh, I mean, Kobe is going to have to go back to his you 2006-2007 know, self a little bit, where he jacked up 30 oh. shots a game to keep exactly, his yeah. team the seventh seed. I mean, he's, he has better supporting cast around him with, with Pau Gasol and Bynum than he did back then. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I mean... Who's who's their fourth best player? Joshink Roberts, maybe Meta World Peace. Yeah, Troy. Yeah, Troy, Troy Murphy. Murphy. I mean, that's a joke. This is I mean, those are those are role players. But you no. need you need someone better stepping up than that.
1: The the problem that I see with them is kind of like you said. He's <laughs> going to have to take 30, 40 shots a game because they don't have another legitimate score. They have they have Ron Artest at the three. They've got Troy Murphy, and they ha- they have Powell, which is he- he's a good good player, but. He doesn't put up thirty and forty points like Kobe can. Yeah, or he's very Lamar consistent. Odom, but yeah,
0: but he's not going to go off for and forty and fifteen one night.
1: Yeah, he, he just he he doesn't do that. Yeah, and I think that's one thing. That's that's one reason why I, I have them at, at six in my top eight. Yeah. they just they with the loss of Lamar Odom, I don't see them getting real far in the playoffs or, or doing really great this season like they have in the past few seasons.
0: Yeah. So in the Western Conference, I kind of saw it as there's seven teams that are pretty much assured of getting the playoffs. yeah. And then there was a few that, there's you know. There's a few tweeners. Yeah, there's a few tweeners. I had my top seven in the Western Conference, Oklahoma City, Denver. I had the Clippers third because CP3 and Blake Griffin. And you, if you saw their, their exhibition game against the Lakers, I mean, they. It's pathetic. Yeah, well, the Lakers are pathetic. Yeah, but exactly. But the Clippers, I mean, I think Caron Butler, everyone's all. Up in arms about his that's contract. A great up, I though. think it is too. I mean, he didn't play well last year, but he was hurt, and he yeah. he was hurt for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's a, he was a twenty point scorer a couple of years ago. Right. He's still he's still only thirty years old. I mean, mm-hmm. he's still you know this is going to be his peak. But that's the thing, you know. He, yeah. I think he, he's a very reliable third scorer for them. I think
1: the the great thing that I like about Karam, about the addition of Karam Butler and CP three is they both know how to play their role and especially with Chris Paul I mean he's easily one of the top 3 if not the best point guard in yeah. the
0: league I think he's the best pure point guard
1: the best yeah. prototypical point yeah. guard I mean w. you yeah. have uh Derrick Rose who and he's a great scorer but he he doesn't have that that playmaking ability yeah. that Chris Paul has shown through through his seasons in the league so exactly out. and I mean
0: some people knocked Kuron Butler for being you know selfish for being a ball stopper a little bit but I think Anyone who plays with with Chris Paul, I mean, this is the same thing going with Chris, or Steve Nash. I mean, yep. you play with someone like that, he gets you open shots. They make you he, better. Yeah, he's, they're going to make you better, and they're going to make you they're they're going to make you kind of play that way as well. Yep. If you if you know, unselfishness is is pretty uh, mm-hmm. it spreads. So I think this team has a good, very good uh, season coming up. And San Antonio fourth. Uh, I know their core core guys are pretty old, you know. um Manu and Tony Parker. Well, Tony Parker not too old; he's thirty. But Tim Duncan, yeah. they still have a lot of their supporting cast from last year when they won sixty-two games. I mean, you kind of forget about that because they got beat in the first round at Memphis. Yeah. But they played lights out. They got good offense. They got a lot of shooters. They got a lot of guys to so spread it out. Have them fourth. Um, I mean, and I think these these teams between four and, and seven um, are pretty interchangeable. I mean, I'm not set. I'm not saying yeah. San Antonio's gonna be fourth and. And LA is going to be seventh. It could be Swiss just like that. Have Memphis fifth. Um, I like Memphis. You know, Memphis is a great starting five. The loss of uh, Darrell Arthur for the season. That's and that I and mean, he was their best big man off the bench. He was a good, good mid range shooter. That's so I, I yeah, I, I probably would have put him second or third if that one happened. But That's they got to, they got to pick someone else up. I have Dallas six. I have Dallas six monthly, I mean, they have a lot of good. Good role players. They got picked up Delonte West. They Mm -hmm. picked up Lamar Odom, obviously Vince Carter. You still have Jason Terry as a kid. But you think of all those names, and you think you you know you know them really well. That's because they've been in the league for you know probably sixty years combined. Yeah. And you know they're still talented. Dirk is still one of the top you know five seven players in the league. But you know they're old. They're not going to be playing full out in the regular season. They're going to get. Farther, they're going to do well enough where they can get in the playoffs and they're going to flip a switch. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how far they're going to get in the playoffs because you know, the loss of Tyson Chandler is going to be big. It really depends yeah. on how Brandon Haywood's going to step up his game, but, you
1: know, that's
0: not a good proposition for Mavericks fans.
1: I, I have the Mavs at fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I still am drinking their Kool-Aid. I, yeah. I, I still think that they got it, and... One of the big reasons is I think that they're really going to benefit from the shorter season yeah. because they have older guys like Vince Carter, Jason Terry, Dirk. They're all getting up in age, but with the shorter season, they'll be able to, to stick it out. I think, they'll, I think they'll be all right. They won't I think they'll be all right. They will be as winded once the yeah. the playoffs come. And I don't know. I think two big reasons that I, I, I have them at fourth is, one, the pick of, of, of uh, Lamar Odom. I mean, yeah. you can't – you, you can't understate it enough, I mean. He, he's gonna fit in well with him. He's a scoring threat. He's a good defensive guy, and then I mean he's potentially their second best player behind oh, Dirk.
0: Oh uh, yeah, and he, they course. picked him up for nothing.
1: Yep, it's that, that, <laughs> it's crazy. I yeah. know. And 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 Jason Kidd. Yeah, he's getting older, but he's he still got. it. I mean, you look last season; he was one of the big reasons they made it in the playoffs, and. Just because he, he's he's a facilitator, yeah, and he with, gets the, the offense going with
0: all those weapons on the wings, like we were mentioning. I mean, it's it's important to have someone like that, and uh, we'll talk about it more once we get to our beloved Sacramento Kings. Yeah, but yeah. Um, uh, you know, any team can use someone who's unselfish, has great court vision, is a good passer, and you know he's not what he once was, but uh, he still gets it done. And then after seven, you know, I have the Lakers at seven. After that. There's a few teams that I wouldn't be surprised to slip in that eighth spot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, right now, I have Houston, Pencil in there because you know I think Kmart and uh, Louis Scola they're they're pretty big they're one two punch in um an offense and Kyle Lowry is a uh, is a rising rising star
1: yeah
0: and they have a lot of kind of going back to um going back to Denver they they're they're, very, they're pretty deep uh they got a lot of young players who can play a lot of minutes they have Chase Budinger Patrick Patterson. Uh, Patrick Peterson Patrick I don't remember um, and they got a lot of guys coming off the bench that can give them some minutes some of the other teams I like um, that I don't have making the playoffs right now but I could easily see them slipping in Portland you know they have LaMarcus Aldridge yes yeah. pretty uh, pretty terrible what's happened with uh, Greg Oden Brandon Roy I mean that's those were the two core guys two, just two years ago, three years ago. They thought they were going to build around for the future.
1: Yeah, Brandon Roy, that was really disappointing because he was really becoming a really big, great star. Oh, yeah,
0: I and mean, he's he was a competitor. I mean, you could tell oh. he was one of the top ten guys in the league that just gave a crap about what happened I, every I night. I not
1: want him on my team. Yeah. that way.
0: Yeah. So, but, you know, if you look at their starting lineup, they have Raymond Felton, which I like Raymond Felton. They have Wesley Matthews, who's good, but when you start putting him at the – starting two i mean you when you lost brandon roy you thought oh you have wesley matthews coming that's good but now that he's he's a starting two and you know i don't even know who their backup two is i think elliot williams or something i mean that's no, they're
1: they're really they picked up in the offseason they up oh jamal, jamal crawford.
0: crawford that oh yeah. uh, i forgot about that so you know that may push to Mass houston because Jamal Crawford, he's a good, good scorer off the bench. He's a good six-man.
1: See, I, I've always liked Jamal Crawford because every team that I've known him to play on, he's come off the bench. And when you can come off the bench and give him 15, 20 points and five assists every night, I, I, I don't know how you couldn't want somebody like that on your team because they're just a great player. And it's like, I don't know, you add in Raymond Felton, Jamal Crawford, Gerald Wallace, who I think is a little underrated, he's still oh, a yeah. great player. LaMarcus Aldridge, he's getting, he's becoming a really good power forward. He's got his mid-range game going, as, as he proved last season. And then Marcus Camby, he's he's getting older, but he's still that defensive stopper that they need in the middle. So I think that Portland, right now, I think with the addition of Raymond Felton and Jamal Crawford, it's going to take them a little bit of time to mesh together. But I think you give them... A little bit of time, they play together. I think that they could easily be in that seventh, eighth spot. And I mean,
0: Nate McMillan is a good coach. He's oh, yeah. he is, everywhere he's gone. Yeah. From yeah. Seattle to Portland, he's always made do with what he's given. Oh, yeah. He always, has, he always seems to be taking over inju- injury depleted rosters, and he always makes it work. Sonics, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I you talked me into it, Joe. I'll put them in the eighth spot. But I think, now, you yeah, know, watch yourself here. of yeah, course. I'm right. One of the prides of Sacramento Kings fans oh. our good man Rick. Oh, I think right. I think he's going to be bring Minnesota to on the brink of a playoff berth. You know, if you look at all the all the weapons they have in that team, I think if I don't know if you saw any of uh, Ricky Rubio's highlights from the other night. He's all right. This guy, this guy is like a Steve Nash. I mean, he's not the shooter. He's uh, you know obviously he's still very young and raw, but he. He just has a sixth sense when it comes to passing the people. He knows where his teammates are. He knows exactly where they need it. And, you know, like I said before, the f- people feed off that. They, it's like an energy. It when, rubs off on them. Exactly. It's it's almost the anti-Tyreek Evans, <laughs> which I love Tyreek. <laughs> I do, but, but he's not too much of a he facilitator. Can hang he can hog it a little bit. So when you get someone like that, your teammates start flowing better. You start moving around more. You start cutting, and you know that's what Rick Adelman's offense calls for. You got a lot of back cuts, yep. and you know with I think Kevin Love is, is a very very good passer. He's I mean, he can hit the three like nobody's mm-hmm. business. Oh yeah, and then you add in you know the rookie Derek Williams, who's an explosive athlete can also hit the three, yeah, and, he's and a, that that second. Three guard that they really need. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know Michael Beasley's still there. I think they got a lot of power in offense. It it's really depends on how well they can play defense.
1: And another thing is too, they had JJ Barea. Which, oh yeah, which I mean, he, good little he did, change of pace guard. Yeah, he did great in the playoffs. And yeah, really underrated, good player who he's not. He doesn't have the the same shot as Steve Nash, but he definitely has that that Steve Nash kind of feel to him because he's he's a facilitator and he gets things going. And he's one of the best guys I've seen in the past two seasons that that can cut to the hole and pass it off. And I think with, I mean, like like you said, Kevin Love taking the three, and they got Michael Beasley, he, who who he, he, his shots incons- inconsistent, but when he gets it going, he he can really pour it on. So I I think you're right. Minnesota could definitely make a run.
0: Yeah, and like JJ Barea, the comparison to Steve Nash. I mean, both those guys, they just they seem to be able to get in the middle of the paint whenever is necessary. I mean you see other guys they they struggle to to get down there mm-hmm. and for some reason maybe it's cuz he's so small and people you know he fits under their arms or what yeah. but he just gets right in the middle of the teeth of defense and hits you know the easy 15 foot jumper finds someone cutting to the rim yep. so and that that's a, I think at first I was a little a little hesitant cuz you know the joke is David Kahn, you know always getting point guards and stuff but yeah now, now they have a a big glut of uh, small forwards, but that's another conversation. But I think JJ Bray will be good, very good change of pace guard, especially for a young guy like uh, like Rubio. He's going to need someone who's who's already established himself to you know so he can have some backup there. Oh yeah, and then some other couple other teams that I think you know might be in the mix, but a little bit less likely. Utah, they got a lot of big young guys: um, Al cool. Jefferson, Paul Millsap. Um, Derek Favors. I mean, all these guys have a varying degree of potential versus skill. Um, you know, we, you pretty much know what you're getting with. Um, uh, I just totally lost his name. Um, hold on, a second. With Al Jefferson. I mean, he's he's pretty established himself. He's a he's a back to the basket player. He's one of the top five best you know in the NBA. But he can't really do much else. He's not much of a shooter. Oh. For sure. um, but you know he's got the post moves. He's got the the strength. Um, Paul Millsap might be their best player. I mean he's 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 aggressive. He's aggressive in the boards. And he's he's, he's very underrated. Good, people,
1: I think he's very underrated. People people sleep on him, and he he really is a a good low post threat, and and he he crashes the boards really hard. And that's one thing you you need. Like I said earlier, it's you need those role players to be able to be successful. And I think that he's one guy that that is definitely gonna gonna help the the Jazz but the the one thing I the one problem I have with the Jazz is I just don't see one, I don't see real good perimeter shooting. Yeah. I I don't see that at all. And just overall scoring. I don't Yeah. I mean yeah, Al Jefferson can can do work under the basket, but I don't see that that scoring threat like a Kobe or like a LeBron. I don't see that. that that's, That's
0: exactly I mean their wings are just absolutely dismal. Yeah. Yeah. CJ Miles, Raja Bell, Gordon Hayward. When I mean, those are the top three wings you got I mean you're in trouble. especially with the league how it is right now, you know, you got They're Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, these are the top players in the league. You need someone to uh to score off that wing to be able to be competitive. Yep. And you know, they really don't have it. Devin Harris is a good point guard. I mean he's he's probably, you know, in the ten to twelve best point guard in the league, maybe 15. But, you know, he's just, he's not going to lead your championship. I mean, he's hes a good stop yap. He's, he's a good player. He's, you know, if he has a breakout season one year, he might be a, a one-year all-star. But, you know, I, I i really don't think he's hes too much for the future.
1: And that's one thing, I i really liked him back when he was with Dallas. I really thought that he was, he was making some really great strides and he was becoming an early great player, but... Mm-hmm. When he went to the Nets, he just, he just yeah. fell off. It's like he hit that plateau and he just he just stopped developing. And it's sad because, I mean, the dude, is, he, he can run and gun, but he just he, he fell off. That's, that's really sad because he could really be a great point right?
0: guard. And, I mean, the thing is, I feel like everyone's been talking about his upside, his whole career, where I, I feel like he's... 26. He's 28
1: years old yeah, already. He should be the prime in his career. Exactly. And so, I mean,
0: he ad- he averaged 15 points, 7 assists, but I think that's pretty much a ceiling. He's not going to wow anyone over. No. Um, Golden State, I think they're going to be run and gun. I don't have much confidence in Mark Jackson as a coach. Um, I don't think he's going to really do it for them. I think Stephen Curry is
1: the real deal at point guard, though. He's going to be a feat on this season. Yeah.
0: I, I, he's another one uh, I think might be most improved. Um, Sacramento, you know, yes. I'm very disappointed that, uh, about Chuck poor Chuck Hayes, uh, had his contract rescinded because of the, uh, heart, heart condition. condition. Yeah. Which really bummed me out cause he was kind of the exact piece we needed. We needed he was that role player. We needed a down low defender, someone who didn't care about getting his shots cause the Lord knows that we have enough of those guys already. Yes, indeed. And you know, he was the, the exact thing we needed and, uh, it's really too bad. Now, News comes out today that Samuel D'Alembert is signing with Houston. So we're out of that sweepstake. So we really don't have any post defense at all. That and a uh, a true point guard are really our most glaring issues. Um, Yeah. I mean, if we had someone to distribute, if we had Jason Kidd, I would add 10 wins to our total. But the thing is, we either have Jimmer or Tyreek running the point. And you know, I love both those guys, but they're both two guards. They're they want the ball in their hands to score. They don't want to pass it. And you know, Cousins wants the ball cuz I think Cousins is the most skilled player on our team. He's he has the brightest future, I think.
1: I I don't know. I He keeps uh, his
0: head on straight, I think.
1: The one player that I that I really liked <laughs> last season was Marcus Thornton. Yeah.
0: I you can add him to the mix. John he, he, Salmons. I mean, all these guys Yeah. They they want the ball to shoot it. They're not looking to pass, and I really think that's a problem. J.J. Hickson, I mean, he's, he's a scorer. I like him. I, I like, like him too. Lot. But, you know, I think we're almost going down the path of the Golden State Warriors, except we don't have that point guard. Yeah. We have more wing players. We yeah. have better, you know, besides David Lee. Uh, I think we have a better overall scoring down low, but we just don 't have anyone who 's going to play defense and we don 't have a distributor and <coughs> the, I think that makes people mad
1: yeah the one the one thing that that I think needs to happen is like you said we we do need some some down low help, especially uh, a defensive stopper in the front court that 's definitely one of the big things, and like you said, the point guard position we got we have plenty. Of of scores, but we don't have a defensive stopper. What happens when we play the Lakers? Who's going to guard Kobe? Yeah, Marcus Thornton. I guess. That I Curry? mean, I
0: guess John Salmons isn't bad, but I mean, he's he's not the guy
1: you'd want. No, I mean, he's not. And, and the Tony Allen. The problem is you put John Salmons on on Kobe, and then who's going to take who's going to take their guard? Yeah, it just it, it it's it, it's this up and down game that I don't know if they. If they made just a few moves, we could be a really great team because yeah. we have the youth and the, the the pure skill to be able to be good, especially with with a run-and-gun type of offense like we're used to with them. I mean, we could we could run with any team yeah. in the league. I mean, with Tyreek, Jimmer, Jan Salmons, Marcus Thornton, I mean, those are really good underdeveloped players that, once they reach their prime, yeah. are going to be great run-and-gun scorers. But without... Without a, a big man to be able to, to stop on defense, it's it's going to be tough to stop a lot of teams because, I mean, you get down to teams like like Dallas, who have a, a Dirk. I mean, you can't put DeMarcus Cousins on Dirk and, and yeah. hope to be successful. I mean, we're going to get slaughtered. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, you know, I think part of this
0: comes down to the players. Part of this comes down to the coaching. I mean, Westfall, when he was a player, he wasn't known for defense. He was known as a, you know, kind of flashy offensive player. Yeah. And he's kind of trying to instill that in his players to a certain degree. Um, I think Tyreek has been really entitled um, and DeMarcus has really been um, almost put down. Uh, with, when Tyreek has problems, you know, it's it's brushed under the table and DeMarcus has problems, it's blown up to the media. Yeah. Which I don't think is the best way to handle it, but no, I think know. DeMarcus has been hun- handling it relatively well. But, you know, we they really need to to do something about the defense, because with, without that, without someone who can uh, make plays
1: for other people, I don't think they're going anywhere. Um, the one thing that I look at with them is, you look back at when the Kings were really successful, they had Mike Bibby, they had Chris Weber, and then they had Doug Christie. Yeah. And, yeah, Doug Christie might, might not have been that score, but whenever, like especially, I mean, you know, the Kings-Lakers, you can remember those games. Yeah, You put... Doug Christie on Kobe Bryant, and you knew he wasn't... He was going to do good. He's Kobe. Yeah. But he was going to slow him down, and he wasn't going to have that 30, 40-point game where we get annihilated. It was going to make it to where the game was at least winnable. And I just... Without that quote-unquote Doug Christie-type player, I I don't see us being real real relevant in the Pacific Division. Yeah,
0: and not only did he bring his own defense, but he brought leadership on defense. He, He... He stepped everyone else up a level. I mean, Peja is a terrible defender. Mike Bibby, terrible defender. But, I mean, they did serviceable as a team defense because Doug Christie was the leader of that whole unit. He made sure everyone was where they're supposed to be and communicated. And really, you know, we got to find someone like that. Um. Someone who we could really use is my uh, second-to-last team in the West, Phoenix. I think Phoenix is just totally diffuse in itself. Um, yeah, Steve Nash is still doing Steve Nash things, uh, which are beautiful, they're beautiful, beautiful things. But if you look at his surrounding talent, I mean, I don't even know if I can atrocious. call it talent. I mean, it, it's like high school. Let's let's look at their starting five right now, and you know, everyone still thinks this is a run of gun because Steve Nash is there, but they're really nowhere near that team anymore. They're just straight bad. So their starting lineup: Steve Nash. Um, either Jerry Dudley or Shannon Brown, which I think Shannon Brown's going to improve. I think he's going to be pretty good for them. I, but I
1: liked him when he was on the Lakers, but the the thing that I am going to look for is, will he be successful without that that other scoring threat? Yeah, yeah you have Steve Nash, but, I mean, he's... Is
0: he going to be able to cope being the one or two scorer on a on ex- a team and exactly. be able to take that up every single night? Um Grant Hill, which, you know, he's 39 years old. How much longer can he keep doing this yeah, stuff? Yeah, there
1: is an expiration date.
0: Um, Hakeem Mork at the four. And uh, Marcin Gortat, who's he's a solid player, but he's nothing to write home about. Um, I mean, that that is not the lineup you're looking for for a playoff team. And if they had any good sense in them or any good will, they would trade Steve Nash for contender. Because, really, he's, this is... Possibly. I mean, we don't even know if he's going to be the same guy this year. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be because he keeps himself in an impeccable shape. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, how much longer can he be doing this? And he yeah. can't just... This team is not going to start becoming a contender again this year or next year. Yeah. I mean, Steven Ash has done so much for that franchise. They really owe it to him. I mean, he's, he's not the guy, the guy who's going to ask for a trade, which no, is exactly no, no. why you just need to go ahead and do it yourself. Yeah. Trade him
1: about it. Be, be, yeah.
0: Get, have a heart. him with someone who... Who just needs that one extra player to get over the cusp? Like the Knicks, right? Like the Knicks. That would be a fantastic fit, I think. But the Knicks, another story. They don't really have, have the assets. Last, uh, yeah. New Orleans. I mean, pretty much the only. I a mean, Eric, Eric Gordon, he's he's a very good young scorer. Uh, Mecca Oak Four is good at protecting the rim. Chris Kamen is on and off. He can be a good score one night, can totally just be non existent the other night. But they, yeah, they're. <clears throat> I mean, in the future, next in three or four years, if they keep all the guys together, maybe add some more, you know, a couple first round of picks, they're going to be in good position. But this year, they're just going to be—they're uh, not going to be good.
1: I will say something though. I think that with the trade that the Clippers made to get rid of Eric Gordon, I I really think that that was a bad move. That's that's the one guy because I know they wanted Bledsoe and they wanted Gordon for sure. Yeah, and then came and was one of those tweeners. I don't know. I think that that Eric Gordon. Would have fit in really good with the oh, Knicks. He would have been. Oh, and the the Knicks or the are the Clips, excuse me yeah. the Clippers because they uh, they now they have Paul and Billups and yeah. it's like you have two legitimate one guards, but who's yeah. gonna play that too. If they would have had, say hypothetically, Chris Paul and uh, Eric Gordon, that's a really oh, really dangerous that, one and yeah. two. That that that's I mean that rivals the best in the. In the Western Conference, because those are two great. I mean, young if players. you if you think about it, if they kept uh, Eric Gordon,
0: they'd have CB three starting at one, Eric Gordon, um, uh, Cron Butler, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan, who's you know not the best player, he's serviceable. but he's he's very athletic. He's a good de- uh, rebounder, defensive player, and, and you that's what they
1: need because ex- they have the exactly, scoring
0: exactly. If they would have kept Eric Gordon, I probably would have had them making the finals. But, I mean, it would have been a battle with Oklahoma City, but, you know, they were on that cusp. But, you know, I think, I think, still think they're going to be good, but we'll see what they get from Billups and company. Going to the Eastern Conference, I think the Eastern Conference and Western Conference are very different stories. Um, oh, yeah. Western Conference, I really only have one team that I'm... i I think has a very real shot to win the title. I mean, there's others. You know, Dallas is good, San Antonio is good. All these teams are good, but I think Oklahoma City is kind of a a step above them because they have two legitimate in their prime superstars. Exactly. Eastern Conference is a little bit different story. Oh yeah. I have Miami and Chicago as head and shoulders above the rest. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think Miami is obviously, if not the best, then the second best. Chicago, you know, they still have Derrick Rose, reigning MVP still only 22, 23 years old, have a great supporting cast, probably the, the best defensive coach in the league. And then, you know, I have New York, Boston, Orlando, and that's if Dwight Howard is still there. Um, I think New York's going to be better than most people think. Um, yeah, I agree. I think most people think that they're just, you know, they like to score, not doing much else. I think Tyson Chandler was huge for Oh, them. great pickup! I great think pick-up. that, and the fact, if Baron Davis can come in motivated and healthy, he can be a good, good starting one for them.
1: In uh, in my top eight, the the Eastern Conference teams I have is I have the Heat at two, okay. right behind the Thunder, and I have the Bulls at fifth, right behind the Mavs, and then I have the Knicks at seventh, right behind the Lakers. Um, I don't know. I <clears throat> I cannot stand the Heat. I I I I mean, going back to the last season, I I feel that the whole way that they handled it was just tasteless and. And it was just downright disgusting. I mean, the way that LeBron did it, I just—it—it it was really like he told the the Cleveland fans, like, like, screw you guys, I'm going to win a championship somewhere else. When they 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 believed him and they were drinking his Kool-Aid big time. And I don't know. I think that they have a three legitimate superstars. Yeah, but. Yeah, they picked up Shane Batty over the over the offseason. Very big. It, it was don't don't get me wrong. It's a great pickup. It's a, it's the leadership that they need. It's the defensive stopper that they need. But I still feel like they don't have that point guard. Yeah, they don't have that guy. That CP three or that Steve. Vennif.
0: And I mean, I last year, I waited for Mario Chalmers to to break out. But I he thought never I did. I never did, and I was very disappointed. You know, maybe he's just not going to click for him. Maybe he's just going to st- sit at the perimeter shooting threes and not be the kind of player he was at Kansas that I thought he could be coming out. Um, they drafted a, a rookie point guard, Norris Cole, who... who he is, could be good. He's, yeah, he's pretty highly regarded for being um, not the highest pick in the draft. Um right? he's, <laughs> he's a distributor, and uh, you know we'll see how that goes. But going back to your um, whole Cl- uh, Cleveland-Miami debacle, you know the way LeBron James handled it. I agree. It was it was terrible. Uh, I found it very entertaining. Just myself, yeah. I was I was well, very I anticipatory of that. But you know, if, if I was a Cleveland fan, I would I would not do That'd good things a... to uh, to different people. But I I almost look at that as a better way to do it than what Carmelo did to to Denver, what Dwight Howard did to Orlando, or is doing to Orlando. I agree. I mean free agency has been around in sports for, you know, over 20, 30 years now. I mean, ever since the eighties, seventies, eighties. And, you know, that's, that's been a proven way of, you know, you, you're done with your contract. You're free to go to whatever team has enough money to pay you what you think you should be paid. Yeah. And, you know, there's different factors in it and, you know, we have to respect a guy's right to, to change teams. And maybe we didn't like the fact that he went with his buddy, Dwayne Wade, who's, Probably the second or third best player in the league, yeah. and with Chris Bosh, mm-hmm. and the way he did it. But for Carmelo and Dwight Howard to demand trades when they sign these contracts, when they they sign their name on the dotted line, say, "I will play for you. I will be your superstar. I will lead. Tr- try my best to lead you to a championship." And then say, "Oh no, you guys haven't done enough for me. You know, I've tried work my butt off for you, but what have you done for me?" And if you look at these teams. I mean, I mean Denver. Denver had a. I mean, you look at the sorting pass they have now. I mean, most of that, besides the stuff they got from the Knicks, was around Carmelo when he was there. Yep. He just couldn't get him over the hump. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard. They, they made a big trade last year. They picked up Gilbert Arenas and Jason Richardson and got Hito back. And I mean, it's it, did, it was I mean, a great
1: trade. It was a great trade.
0: I mean, I, I was excited about it begin- uh, when it first happened. Mm-hmm. It didn't really work out too well in the playoffs. No. But you know what? They tried. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everything's going to work out, Dwight. You know. Yeah. And uh, maybe, maybe if you would work on your free throws a little bit, maybe you would, <laughs> you you'd get a little farther than playoffs. There you go. You know, you got If you didn't, if you didn't have it. that little, like little strange, like from your chest, like little, he, he dinks it up art, there. Like, arch your wrist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you would put the time in to do that kind of stuff and not just, um, you know. Admire yourself in the mirror with your big muscles and your little warm up shirt, then maybe you might get yourself to another finals. Maybe he's
1: doing too many Adidas commercials and he needs to work on his free throws. Exactly.
0: I mean, you can't just say, you know what, I want to go to the Lakers and um, be with Kobe Bryant, or I want to go to it's the a Nets. It's yeah, a and go to the Nets with Darren, Darren Williams, because that's. Which I
1: think would be dangerous, but and still. And they'd be good.
0: Out. I think, exactly. And you know what? I, I'm not. I'm not agreeing with LeBron's decision. I'm not agreeing with Chris Bosh. You know, I think that superstars, they should have that fire in them to want to do it themselves with their guys. But, I mean, that, I think, is head and shoulders above what Carmelo did to the, to the Nuggets and what Dwight Howard is doing right now to the, to the Magic. And I think, you know, you can say Chris Paul did that, but Chris Paul, I mean, he never publicly demanded trade. No. He knew, I mean, his team was owned by the league. He knew nothing was going to happen. They let they let David West go, his second best player. If you went back to that team right now, if you took if you just took Chris Paul out, you didn't do the trade, take Chris Paul out, say he's injured, and you put in some, you know, X point guard, they would be by far the worst, the worst team. team in the league. Yep. I mean I totally you look at agree. you look at Toronto, you look at Charlotte, those are bad teams. This They're, but this team They don't have any talent, that's the problem. These Chris Paul talent. absolutely made that team and he's oh, still yeah. I mean, he gave everything to his community. Admittedly, I'm a Chris Paul fan. I think he's a good guy. I oh think no, He's, I, he's a totally great player, good. but I, I mean, he, he didn't force his way out of that situation like Dwight's trying to, and like Carmela did.
1: One of the things that I that I gauge a player by is what kind of person they are off of the off of the field or whatever, i.e. the whatever field they play on. Um, Chris Paul, I, I did some research today, and I found. That he made three separate donations to when Hurricane Katrina happened, he gave a million bucks. Yeah. When the, uh, when uh, the I think it was an earthquake in Haiti happened, he yeah. gave a million bucks. Yeah. And then the last one, um, uh, I can't remember what it was, Japan? Probably Japan, yeah. yeah. the Japan one, he gave a million bucks. Yeah. And it's just like that, you, you don't He's see... He's dropping dimes. Yeah, you don't see any other players doing that. Yeah. It, that, that takes a true good person and and i think that's one of the things that like you said with with carmelo and dwight it's it's disgusting because they have already made so much money oh yeah more money than me you will ever see in our lifetime i not speak for yourself unless unless the ESPN thing yes like yes of course and but uh i don't know to me it's just like you didn't see Jordan when he – the first time exactly. that he he didn't win in the playoffs, you didn't go, oh, well, I'm done with Chicago. I want to go to the Jazz and play with Carl Malone and John Stockton. He didn't do that. And, and the thing is,
0: these players, they point out to all the, all the teams in the 80s, like with Magic Johnson and Kareem and James Worthy, and they look at the Celtics with all these players, and they say, well, look, these guys had superstars around them, you know. But the thing is that those guys didn't demand – to be traded to yeah. teams with superstars, you've never
1: heard that back. It's to me.
0: because you know their teams are competent. Michael Jordan played on the Bulls for six, seven years before they went to the finals, and you know he busted his ass off. Yep. And he didn't, he didn't ask for a trade. No, he he didn't. just, he just tried harder, and he motivated his team to do better. I mean, he got Scottie Pippen because that's because his his management team was good in getting Scottie smart. Pippen.
1: They were smart, but you know what? They knew to bring in other people to help them. Exactly. Don't sit and there and let him crucify himself on the yeah, court.
0: And, you know, I just I don't agree with uh, what these guys are doing. Anyways, so I have... Enough New- for the rant. Yes. <laughs> so I have New York 3rd, Boston 4th. I mean, they still have the big three in Rondo, but, I mean, they, they lost um, they lost Jeff Green for the year. Yeah, that's rough because that he um, was going to be good. He was going to be good. Good six man for them and you know you really look at their supporting cast and they really don't have much of one anymore I mean it's pretty much all all the big three and
1: Rondo um, let's look at this here so one, I have, one thing is though i I think that uh, that Rondo everybody knocks him for his shooting and uh, from what I've looked at from the from this off season. Is it's much improved? Really, much I haven't improved. I
0: haven't seen it over the offseason. Yeah, it,
1: it, if you get a chance, check it out. He, I uh, I watched a couple of videos today, and I've been reading some literature. His, his shoot. You are a scholar. His his I prepared for this. No, yes. His his jump shot is head and shoulders above what it was last season. I mean, yet yeah, last season was a step up from his rookie and and sophomore campaign, but it, it's much better, and I think that. With Rondo at, at the one, and then you have Ray Allen at the two, Paul Pierce at three, and then KG at four. I mean, yeah, I can't say enough about KG. Yeah, I mean, that guy oh. is a nasty beast. I mean, yeah. him and Ray Lewis are two men I would oh, yeah. never want to meet in a dark room in the back alley somewhere. That is one thing I would never You'd want to be schooling like a little piggy. Oh, indeed. But, but, but see, I, I agree with all those points, but three
0: of those guys are 33 years or older. Combined age is like. One hundred and two years. Old. Yeah, exactly. Their best, the best bench player is probably Brandon Bass. He a good player,
1: but he doesn't have that that oomph that you need exactly.
0: for backup. I mean, you're, I'm looking at their the rest of their team. They have Jermaine O'Neal starting at center, and he is washed up some in some third world country um, on this on the beach, just drowning while he's uh, being washed up by the tide. If Chris Wilcox backup center. He's Whatever, it's Chris Wilcox. He's not doing much for you. Marquise Daniels. And Jamal he, Samson. Pete yeah. God. Keon Dueling, Avery Bradley, which I think Avery Bradley, when I, I saw him play a game in high school and I I thought he was gonna be really a great defender. And he's he's only a rookie last year and he could still be very good player. But I mean you look at that for this year, and they have they have literally no depth unless some no. some guy comes out of the blue and you know, either signs with them or finds out how to shoot or do something else he didn't know how to do before, or if they could get him a time machine and lose ten? Yeah, well then eight. they would be a juggernaut. But I, you know, I don't know about them. Uh, I, I have Orlando so. fifth, just based on the fact that Dwight is still there right now. They still have some good shooters around them. Self Jameer Nelson. I have Philly six. I think Philly they have a good young core. Oh yes. If you I look agree at wholeheartedly, um, if you look at their roster. They have Drew Holiday, which is one of the rising young stars in the league. Um, great defender, improving shooter, quick as a little little mouse. He's a June bug. He's he a, he's a June. very June bug. He and is a June bug. You don't want to swallow one of those, but that's, that will be that'll ruin your day. That's kind of like that uh, sandwich I had today. The, the greasy man. The squealer sandwich. Yeah, rubbing his face and then slicking his hair back and then... Type it on his little keyboard and then, much to my dismay, did not put any gloves on. Didn't wash his hands and made me a nice little pork sandwich. Put his hands right in the meat and yeah, slapped you know.
1: it on the bread.
0: Yeah, no one else there. Just me and him ready to enjoy enjoy this nice little. That's bliss. Yeah, oh, it is. In a, in a bun. <laughs> bliss in a bun. Yes. I should have called a biohazard team to call that <laughs> one in. But you know what? I spent six bucks on it. and It's digesting. We'll see what happens later. Good That's on. besides the point. <laughs> They have Lou Williams back at a point, I like which it. he's he's a good little scorer. Um, Evan Turner, I think, is going to make a jump this year. I, I know. know so. I, last year, you know, he didn't really show too much. I think he's he's a he's a great distributor for being a two. He's got great court vision. He's not a great shooter, but he can do a bunch of different things. He can defend. He can rebound. I mean, he's the he's almost the two guard from you know, ten years ago, where you could do a little bit much of everything. You couldn't really. Very versatile. Very versatile, and you know I think that'll help them a lot. Jody Meeks, I think, I'm is drinking a, his yeah. I'm drinking for it. Sure. Drinking it real good. I watched live um, when he was at Kentucky and he lit. I, I think Tennessee up for 54 points. That was amazing. And anyone who can do that, um, I think, is going to be you're at least. Yeah, he's he's a great scorer and I think he'll help them out. They still have Andre Iguodala, Thaddeus Young, uh, one of my least favorite players ever, and Andres Nocioni. But, you know, that's that's a good, very, very solid young core. They need one of those guys to emerge as a superstar, which I don't think Andre Iguodala is quite there.
1: He's a very, very good player, but I don't think he'll ever get to that level. One, one thing, uh, real quick, uh, that the problem I see with Andre Iguodala is kind of the same problem I see with Devin Hester. Or not Devin Hester. <laughs> Devin Harris. Yes. Me, yes. Is at every preseason you hear, oh, well, Andre Iguodala. this could be his season. Yeah. And it seems like that's every season. Yeah. And it's like you need to have that season where you break out and, and become a legitimate superstar. And I see it. And he's right on the bubble. He's right there. Yeah. But he doesn't have a real good shot. I yeah. mean, it's pretty ugly yeah. if you've seen him play. It's a step above Rondos. It's a step above Rondos. Well,. The, the yeah. old Rondo, yeah, oh yes, but uh, not the new and improved Steve Nash version. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, one guy I really like on their team, and I think could really make a big difference mm-hmm. is uh, Thaddeus Young. Yeah, that's one guy I wish that the Kings could oh. get their hands yes. on because he's got he can shoot the three. He he's he's a good defender. His defense is really underrated. Yeah, and
0: he's, he, he's strong.
1: And he's he, built. He's a he's a good rebounder. He's got great hands and. He's not a selfish player. Yeah. Watching him play, they, he, he's just a really good player that has a lot of very valuable tools, tools that I think will fit in really good with Philadelphia.
0: Yes, I, I agree. They still have Eldon Brand, who's on the downslide of his career, but he's still a very effective post-scorer, yeah. good rebounder. I mean, he's not going to give him much, but being being the third or fourth option on the, on a team, I think he's still, still a good option there.
1: The only problem I see with, with Philadelphia, because from... In my opinion, from one to three, yeah, they're they're solid, yeah. But from the four and five, it's a little iffy because I mean, yeah. you know, Spencer Hoss at the at the five, which I mean, we we know Spencer Hoss; yes. he was a king for a few years. Mm-hmm. And he's just not a really great player for the where he went in the draft. He um, needs to
0: be more physical. He yeah.
1: he's he he's a two guard in the numbers. in yeah
0: he's a two guard in the center's body yeah. and. He needs to get more comfortable down the post and I mean he's got great passing instincts for a big man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he needs to get down the dirty there more, or else he's not gonna find himself with a good spot in this league because people there's certain guys like Brad Miller who are skilled enough and they have a good enough shot, but they still are are tough enough where they can still battle down low from time to time. Yep. Where Spencer he need needs it. he needs to find find that elbow grease to get down there, get in the creases and finally see a couple of rebounds. Yep. All right, so yeah, I had Philly six. Where where do you see Philly ranking in the uh, the Eastern standings?
1: You know, to to be honest, I I had them at, at eighth. I just okay. the, the, the problem is with with their front court. Yeah, I mean the one the one glaring issue I see is Elton Brand kind of has that Chris Webber effect where he's he's battling knee injuries. Yeah, and I just I don't see him being really effective in in the in the in the back court. Or, yeah. excuse me, in the front court, so I, just, I, I don't see them getting real far. I see.
0: All right. Um, I have Atlanta seventh. I mean, Atlanta seems like it's been the same team for five years. I mean, the only real change is that, you know, Josh Smith's gotten a little better. Al Horford's gotten better. And now they've they've switched Kirk Heinrich and Jeff Teague's roles. Teague is now the starter.
1: Yeah. Which, I um, I agree with that. Because I, mean, I, I don't think... Kirk Hirsch should be a star. He, he, yeah for he's, me, he's a better as a role player. Yeah. Off the bench. But see,
0: that doesn't change the fact that I don't think Jeff Teague is a legitimate point guard. I mean, he wants to score. He's he's kind of the Lou Williams type. Yeah. And he's a good... I think he's a great third guard off the bench. But I just don't see him making it as a starting point guard because he's not going to be the one <laughs> to facilitate. And Joe Johnson does that a little bit. But, you know, he's... He's a four, he's, yeah, and I don't know. I just I see this team, you know, being stagnant where they've been the past couple of years. Really make it a playoff, maybe win a playoff series, but they're not even going to be far from that.
1: the The problem, the biggest issue that I see with them is they they this they, they don't have a good depth. They they have they have. I mean, they have Jeff Teague and Kirk Heimer at one. Which mm-hmm. I mean, Kirk Heimer, he's serviceable, but yeah. he's he's no he's no Baron Davis or, or Anything like that, and then you have uh, T Mac at the two guard. Yeah, replacing Jamal Crawford with T Mac, and that's the problem. I'm not sure about that. When one. The, when they lost Jamal Crawford, they lost a big part of their offense. Yeah, because he could come off the bench, he could start. He, I mean, he uh, last season, I, instant I offense. He averaged five assists a game, and that's coming off the bench. Yeah, and I, I don't know. For me, I just I feel like they they're like the opposite. Of uh, of the 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 team we just did because they don't they have a good back uh, they have a good front court they have like their front court but no back court. yeah and it's just that Al Horford I can't say anything really bad about him besides yep. the fact he doesn't really have a perimeter game but they don't really need that from him yeah and Zaza he's all right he's serviceable and uh, he's got a, a big th- forehead and yes I mean, that's a five head oh, yeah um, and I I I really like Josh Smith. I think he, for his height and for how he plays, he's a really good uh, power forward. Mm-hmm. I think he's a little undersized, but that dude can jump for oh. days. Oh yeah! I mean, he led the league in blocks last season.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and and then you got Joe Johnson, which I like Joe Johnson. I think he's a great player. He's not. He's not a LeBron. He's not a Dwayne Wade. He. He's. He, I think he's more of a second tier rather yeah. than a first tier, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just, like a, like the same problem with a lot of teams in the league. They don't have a legitimate superstar that's a great score, and then they don't have that second and third score. And I just, I don't see them getting real far in the league with, with playing teams like Miami and playing teams like Boston. Yeah. So I don't see them being able to hold a candle to them, especially since they lost Jamal
0: Crawford. Yeah, I agree. Um, the last team I have eking in the playoffs, um, and I say eking in because I think any one of the, Three or four teams that didn't make it in the West could probably beat this team if they're in the East. Yeah, I would say Indiana. Um, I like the addition of David West. Uh, they got. Great. A, they have a good front court of David West, Tyler Hansbrough, Roy Hibbert, Jeff Foster, Danny Granger's a good player. I don't think he's ever going to a superstar. Tier. Yeah. Paul George is up. He could have been. Uh, Paul George, up and comer. Dante Jones, you know, he's a serviceable starter, fifth starter for the team. And Darren Collison, I was a little disappointed by him last year. I thought he was going to get better, Um, but you know, he's still a very young player and uh, pretty good. Uh, George Hill, I think, is another big addition. Uh, Great shooter coming in from coming in from San Antonio.
1: Very understated addition.
0: You know. They're a good team, but I just you know they're probably still two years away from really doing any damage if if their young guys pan out how they how they want them to.
1: The the one thing that I like about the Pacers is they're young. Yeah, they have young guys that if they play well together could be very successful. I mean, you look, I mean, Darren Coulson, yeah, he underachieved last season, but if he gets to where Everybody's expectations were. I mean, they legitimately could be good because they have. I mean, like I said, Darren Collison, George Hill. He's going to be a, a good at the two. They got Danny Granger, who he's he's a good player who can score, and they have David West who can score. Tyler Hansbrough, who I I believe if if he steps his game up and plays like he he did last season, he could definitely be the most improved player. Oh maybe. yeah. Um, and then Roy Hibbert and Jeff Foster. Jeff Foster, he's I don't know if he's getting up there, but really never, he could be good if, if the expectations pick pick up. But the one thing I like about them is they have Danny Granger as their number one scorer, and then they have those other scorers. They yeah. have George Hill. They have David West. And if these two guys, if if uh, Tyler Hansborough and Darren Colson pick it up, they could have a fourth and fifth score. So they could be a good team coming out of the Eastern Conference. It could be.
0: One thing I particularly like is they have uh – Lou Amundsen, which I don't know if you, Amundson. Yeah. I like he's, him. He's a pretty boy. He's he's, a, he's got him some locks. Oh, and any any team that any team that has that has a guy with those type of locks, locks of love, locks, locks of envy, locks of something. Um, you know, maybe you can get some of the opposing players staring at him in the bench and uh, get a couple easy points that way. <laughs> and uh, you know that that can only work in your favor. Um, sure. I have them barely beating out Milwaukee for a playoff spot. Uh, yeah. um, Milwaukee, I think they shorted up their backup point, uh, trading for Bano. Um, still have Brandon Jennings, who's, you know, he's a volume shooter, but I think he's going to be good. I think he'll be better than he was last year. Not too thrilled with their Carlos Delfino, Mike Dunley, Dunleavy, poopoo platter, the shooting guard. Um, no, Steven Jackson's know. there now, um, if unless he starts murdering uh, – all the fat white people in the stands are yeah, eating.
1: Brats. Yeah, beer.
0: that that would be bad. But you know, Andrew Bogut's there. He's a very solid young player. And they got um, Brockman. Yeah, yeah they, they Brockman. got the Brockness monster who likes to rebound, and that's about it. You know, they're and I, th- I like their coach. I like Scott Skiles. He brings up the best defensively for a team for a couple of years before they get worn out on him. Um, you know, they're they're a little below average team. Um, I think they'll just fall a little short. I have. Go ahead. Uh, after that, uh, the next six teams in the East. Um, I mean, each one of these could potentially be the, the 14th or 15th seed in the, in the West. I think.
1: One thing I want to say real quick um, about the Bucks is, I agree with everything you said. I just i I think that this season Brandon Jennings is really going to blow up. Yeah, I think that he, especially being in the Eastern Conference, because there's not a lot of great point guards in his division. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I think he could he could very well be the the leader of that team even though he's younger he could become a, a big leader in that team. Him and Steven Jackson because I mean Stephen Jackson's a, he's a, a veteran and Drew Gooden he's also a veteran which I think Drew Gooden's a little bit of a not he's not a great role model for the rest of the team but he's good and then, like same thing with Mike Dunleavy he's a good.
0: Uh, talk about a bad role model have you seen his hairstyles i mean the yes. little the little square patch in the back of his neck yes. that is exactly what you don't yeah. want your kids well, to
1: see well at one point he had, he had a patch with a, oh, a yeah. braided ponytail yeah that so that should smart, be censored
0: thank you that needs to be censored but yeah for I, all of our sake
1: i i think brandon jennings this is going to be his breakdown season this be good.
0: i will note it okay and i will come to your house with a sledgehammer it's breaking some knees if uh trying to be wrong.
1: I'm not, I'm not even right.
0: Alright. Uh, New Jersey, they have two players and Chris Humphreys. Uh, they have Darren Williams and uh, Brooke Lopez. Chris Humphreys is a good rebounder. Besides that, there's really no one that I would want on my team. One thing.
1: Anthony Morrow is a good shooter, but that's about it. One thing real quick, how great would it have been to see Chris Humphreys get signed to Dallas? Oh. And, would, and have <laughs> the, little, the little Kardashian <laughs> oh. feud. That would have been so. Great. Oh, I would have loved it. I, I did, would you, have. did you
0: see that? Uh, the Christmas card, the Kardashian Christmas card. Yes. What an atrocious oh. mess! Oh my gosh. If I if I ever run into one of them, I'll just like I'll be depressed the entire day, just knowing that these people are rich and famous for nothing. For well, because the the most famous sister had a sex tape. Um, yeah. I mean that's that's really uh, the American dream right there. If you ask me. Um <laughs> anyways, so New Jersey, you know, they have a superstar in Darren Williams and um Brick Lopez is a good scorer, even though like he, he, even though he can't rebound probably better than their their two guard, uh, which is surprising. I yeah, mean he, if you look at his numbers from last year, I think he only averaged six rebounds a game and he's six foot tall. I mean he's six foot or seven foot? I mean, yeah, seven foot tall. If he was six foot tall and he averaged six rebounds, I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah. Got a modern-day Jason Kidd in our hands here. Right. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he's seven feet tall. Let me see. Seven foot tall, 6.0 rebounds a game. That is not going to cut it for you being your starting center. Yeah. Um, Maybe if, if you could morph Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez together, yeah, that would be an intimidating center. But, uh.
1: Well, if you look, he he averaged twenty point four points. Well, I mean, he's if a he, good scorer. Yeah, if he could if he could go twenty and ten, he, he would definitely be legitimate a legitimate post yeah. player.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I have them uh, tenth, and then Washington I think has potential because John Wall is I think is going to be very good this he's year. He's um, and they have some good pieces around him: Nick Young, Andre Blatch, Javale McGee, etc. After that, I mean, to Detroit, it's just still still the wash-ups from, from their, their tail run and some young guys who aren't going to pan out and some bloated contracts, probably of Ben Gordon, who like to shoot and not do much else. Um, yeah, those were two bad pickups. Cleveland, I like Kyrie Irving. I think he's going to be a very good player, but, you know, they don't have much this season. Charlotte, again, I like Kemba Walker. I think he's he might be my favorite for rookie of the year because mm. he's going to get a lot of playing time. And he's he's a he's a baller. Uh he brings it. And then Toronto, I think people think that Toronto's better than these teams. I don't see it. Um your best player is Andre Bargnani or um DeMar DeRozan and neither of them like to pass and or play defense. In not a good sign. Um I think, oh, going to the coaches, uh, Detroit picked up Lawrence Frank. I think that's a good hire. He's much better than Quester, but I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference to the talent they have there.
1: Yeah, with and the t- talent, it's yeah. short,
0: there's no point. In Toronto, I like Dwayne Casey, but again, I mean, if you don't have the players that are willing to play defense or able to play defense, you're not going to get them to play defense.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a lost cause for at least this year. Yeah. Um